0: You are Locked On Fantasy Football 24-7, part of the Locked On
1: Podcast Network.
0: Welcome to the Fantasy Football 24-7 Podcast. Fantasy football all day, every
1: day. Welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Football 24-7 Podcast. It's Thursday, November 29th. I'm your host, DeBro from Fantasy Football Twenty Four Seven. You can check me out on Twitter at DeBro underscore FFB. You can find the main page for Fantasy Football Twenty Four Seven at FFB underscore Two Four Seven. We are dropping new episodes Monday through Thursday every single week of the NFL season, and every Thursday we are bringing you one of the sharpest minds of around the fantasy football industry to help you dominate. Your week this week, I get to sit down and talk Thursday night football, start sits for the week with Matt Dickinson. He is on Twitter at Maddie underscore D underscore 30. And after Matt gives us his takes on tonight's game and who he is going to be running into his lineups and sitting firmly on the bench, Ethan's going to get up in here and give you his injury update from around the league. So uh before I get Matt up in here, gotta give him a little love. He is a writer for the Quant Edge as well as FF Authority, and he is a co-host for the D Nation podcast. Matt, what is up tonight?
0: Not much, man. Thanks for uh thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. I know we uh you and I always chat back and forth in the DMs. It's it's good to finally get on a podcast with you.
1: Hell yes, dude! Why well, I've been saving this one up. This one's been stuck in the back pocket because I mean, you were just in the DFW area, weren't you?
0: Yeah, man. I had to. uh had. I went and visited some family in Dallas, and my my wife. We're from the. Me and my wife are from the Virginia area, so I'm currently residing in in Redskin country here in Virginia. So. But me being growing up, being a uh, Cowboys fan, thanks to my dad brainwashing me, we visited some family in Dallas and brought her along with me, and we actually got to go to the game in Jerry World. And my cousin hooked me up with some awesome seats, so Thursday was a blast for me. Can't say can't say the same for my wife.
1: <laughs> well, that's why I had to get it, get you up in here. It's this Thursday night action, we're gonna get to it very shortly. Before we get the show on the road, do not forget to get entered to win a signed Earl Campbell Hall of Fame edition jersey. All you have to do to win this bad boy is rate and review so on iTunes. Be sure to leave your Twitter handle or email on the review so we can get you get in touch with you if you are chosen as the winner. So, like I was saying, man, we got you in here for this specific episode. My Saints are taking on your boys this Thursday night, and it is gonna be lit, man. The quarterbacks in this matchup, you and I have both puffed up a lot of drew breeze love in the off season and the dude has not disappointed qb2 on the season he is the number two player overall in fantasy football behind only patrick Mahomes. takes on dak prescott who qb15 over the course of the season but qb7 since amari came in the door what do you see this week for the quarterbacks in this matchup
0: so the, the big thing for both teams, actually, is we've already got news that the left tackle for the Saints is out. And the big news for the Cowboys is, is Tyron Smith going to play? So if both teams are missing their starting left tackles, that, that I mean, that's big news for for both pass rushers here. And we know Dak is, is not the greatest under pressure. So if, if the Saints can get any sort of pass rush on Dak, I, I just don't see... As much as I'd love to see the Cowboys win this game, I just don't see a way that they can pull this off without being able to own the line of scrimmage.
1: Yeah, I definitely understand. Do you think Drew Brees is in for another uh, QB1 top 10 kind of week?
0: I do because the the strongest piece of the, of the Cowboys' defense has been their linebacking core. They've been very, very good at making tackles out in space, especially Leighton Vander Esch, and I think that – While they're not going to fully contain Kamara and Ingram, they can certainly limit them from from having a a massive, massive game. The issue with the Cowboys defense this week is going to be stopping Michael Thomas. We've seen some back and forth drawing between Thomas and Tank Lawrence this week already. So uh, Thomas is going to be motivated for this one, especially taking a backseat in the last last couple games to uh Trey and then some undrafted guys catching all the touchdowns last week. So
1: uh, <laughs> we're going to get to that. We're going to get to your man. Okay. <laughs> That's definitely going to happen. So do, do you think Zeke has a, has a good game in this one?
0: He's going to have to, for Dallas to have any shot, but again, New Orleans has been so good against running backs this year, kind of veered away from them in terms of fantasy all season long. The way you beat New Orleans is through the air. So I'm, I'm looking at Tyron Smith because he's the important piece to that Dallas passing attack, and that's the way you have to beat New Orleans is through the air. So if he's out, there's not going to be any time for Dak to throw, and there's just not going to be any way for Dallas to really move the ball. And then I think the Saints will kind of just crush the, the Cowboys as they've crushed everybody this year. So I, I think we will see a big, big game from Breeze on the Saints side. It's going to have to be on the, the arm of Dak if Dallas is going to do anything.
1: Yeah, so you talked very quickly about Michael Thomas. I mean, the, the, the wide receivers of this matchup, I think, are very interesting. Amari Cooper has looked like an entirely different wide receiver since coming to Dallas, wide receiver eight since arriving in Big D, and you have Michael Thomas, Traequan Smith, who have been awesome. And I think it gets glossed over a whole lot, just how special of a season that Michael Thomas is having right now. I mean, it, NFL history, post-merger, 97 targets or more, no wide receiver has finished a season with above an 80% catch rate, and Michael Thomas is rocking an 88% catch rate right now. Do you see Michael Thomas just having a smash week, or do you think it's one of those like quieter kind of weeks? And what do you see for Amari and, and possibly traquan Because that's about the only wide receivers we're all looking at, right?
0: Yeah, for sure. Michael Thomas, the, the nice thing about him is they move him all around the formation. He's going to be not matched up on Byron Jones all game if he had been matched up on Byron, I'd be a little more concerned just because Byron handles size extremely well. He's played safety the last couple of years in Dallas and they actually have had tasked him with guarding all of the tight ends and he held his own in that regard. So Byron has been actually one of the top cornerbacks in the NFL this year, but the saints are smart enough that they'll move Thomas around the formation. They'll put him in the slot um, where he'll face Anthony Brown and Anthony Brown is the biggest weak link on, on the Dallas defense. So I think you do see a massive game out of Michael Thomas here. And then Amari, like I said, it's going to have to be on the on the wings of Dak if they're going to stand a chance here because this game will turn into a shootout pretty quickly. And it's going to have to be Amari Cooper. Marshawn Lattimore hasn't been the same shutdown corner this year that he was last year. And Amari is just so good at, at, at route running that I don't think anybody can, can just stop him. I think it's going to be important. To involve Zeke in some like some screen passes and, and at least try to get Zeke going, but the offense, the Dallas offense should roll through Amari tomorrow. And then think- Traquan,
1: mm-hmm. go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to ask you about Traquan Smith.
0: Oh, yeah. So I know you and I talked two weeks ago and you were mentioning Traquan's home road splits. Traquan obviously has has smashed at home all season long. And then now this is a road game, but it isn't a dome. So I, I'm curious to see how he does. But with me thinking that this is such a Michael Thomas week, and Traquan doesn't really play much in this in this slot, so you have Traquan who, who likely gets matched up on Byron Jones. So I, I actually think that Traquan could be somewhat limited here.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Byron Jones has been so damn good this year. As far as tight ends, look, we all know that there are no viable pass catching nor fantasy options for the tight end position for Dallas. But as far as the Saints go... There's somebody we've talked about a little bit off air through DMs and stuff. His name rhymes with Fan Schmarnel. Do you do? Do you know this guy? Who is? Who's this guy we're talking about here?
0: He's got the whitest name in the history of, of the <laughs> National Football League. Dan Arnold. Like that is somebody who is a created player in your in your Madden football game, and it just gives you a name for you. I mean, Dan Arnold. He's he's he was an undrafted wide receiver out of a super small college, but he actually has some pretty good measurables and he transferred over to the tight end position, hoping to get some playing time. And he's just essentially a mismatch for, for linebackers and safeties at the tight end position because he is just a bigger wide receiver. And we saw him go up, climb the ladder and catch that touchdown pass last week. The saints, when they throw to him, he's averaging over 12 air yards a target. So they're stretching the field with him when they do throw to him. And we even saw, Last week on Thanksgiving Day, that tight ends can can torch Dallas a little bit. Both Jordan Reed and Vernon Davis did really well in that game. I think Vernon caught the long touchdown, but Jordan Reed was the one consistently moving the ball down the field. So, I think Dan Arnold, assuming he plays because he was questionable with an injury, I think he's very very interesting as he's he's seen his snaps increase week over week here over the last three or three weeks or so.
1: Yeah, and he only I think he ran uh, what eleven or twelve routes last week, but hell, he was targeted. What did he get like 5 5 or 6 targets last week and he could he should have caught two touchdowns. Let's say that too. So I know you were on him before that last week, so props for that, dude. Before we move on to starts and sits, with Christmas getting closer every single day and winter is starting to creep up, I got to tell you about Action Heat. Action Heat makes the world's best battery heated clothing. Heat on demand at the touch of a button. Action E clothing is engineered safely and efficiently to deliver heat via heating panels, similar to, look, your heated seats in your car. They can reach up to temperatures up to 135 degrees and are powered by rechargeable five volt lithium ion batteries that last up to 12 hours. Action E batteries also can be used to recharge your phone or any other gadget while you're wearing them. Perfect for any friend or family for your holiday gift list Great for also people that work outdoors, skiers, snowboarders, or people that, look, simply hate the cold. Action Heat clothing includes heated jackets, socks, gloves, hats, and heated base layer T-shirts. We've got a special deal for our listeners today. Save 20% off your entire order. Just go to actionheat.com slash locked on to check out everything Action Heat has to offer. That's actionheat.com slash locked on. Or use the coupon code locked on at checkout to save twenty percent off your entire order. All right, Matty. Start and sit time, baby. Two players you have got to be getting in your lineups this week, and two players you are firmly gonna be parking on the fantasy bench this week.
0: So I'm gonna go a little bit off the board with my uh starts just because it's it's we're getting here to playoff time and there's some injuries and so people have have kind of some tough decisions and looking at ways to fill those holes. So um, I actually, one of my starts is going to be Matt LaCoste at the tight end position this week. We have some big name tight end injuries like Jack Doyle just went down. So if you don't like, if you have him and, or you had OJ Howard a couple like get hurt two weeks ago, Matt, I think Matt LaCoste against Cincinnati is, is a, a great streamer tight end this week. He's going to fill in for Jeff H- H- Hireman pretty seamlessly in my opinion. Hireman actually leads the Broncos in red zone targets. And Lacoste has an average of one one air yard more per target than Hireman did. So I think Lacoste will just slot right into that role. And he's actually got some pretty good measurables compared to Hireman. I think he will be able to contribute if you need a tight end this week. And then my other start is going to actually be Jordan Howard. Derek, I know you you and I kind of jumped on Peyton Barber two weeks ago um, against the New York Giants. And we were all in on Josh Adams last week against the Giants as well. It's just, without Snacks Harrison, that defensive front is just so bad. And we don't know yet what Mitch Trubisky's status is, but even if he plays or doesn't play, I, I think this is a spot where Howard can get going. He saw 18 carries two weeks ago. They couldn't really get anything going against Detroit, but part of that was due to Chase Daniel. So I think this is a, just a great matchup for Jordan Howard in a spot where he can he can likely get in the end zone. And then my sits are actually going to be Josh Gordon. This is just a brutal matchup for Josh Gordon against Xavier Rhodes. Rhodes struggles when he's facing a a wide receiver who is shifty and can change directions very quickly. That's not Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon is a straight line runner, a one-cut guy who plant his foot and and run a slant route or or run a go route or run a fade route. And those are all the, the route types that Xavier Rhodes is extremely good at defending. He's a big body corner and Josh is a big body wide receiver. It's just... It's not a good matchup for Josh. And you also have Rex Burkhead coming back. And so that's just another, another piece of the puzzle for the Patriots. Just another mouth to feed. So while people may be counting on Josh Gordon in their wide receiver slots, I, I would think take a second thought on, on him this week and consider looking elsewhere. And then my other sit is actually going to be Lamar Jackson. It sounds like Deion Jones is coming back this week. He's practiced with the first-string team on defense and practice. So when he went down in, in week one or two, he he's the key of that defense. He is one of the fastest linebackers in the NFL, and he is the key run defender on that team. So ever since he went down, they've been one of the teams we want to target run games against. But with him coming back, he was able to hold Todd Curley in check essentially by himself last year in the playoffs. I think Gurley only had like a couple catches for like 20 yards or so. It's just he's very, very good at at defending the run game, and that's all the Ravens are going to rely on with Lamar Jackson. And I think that if you have another quarterback option, the Falcons are going to end up putting Jackson in a a situation where he's going to have to throw the ball, and I don't think he's going to have very much success doing that this week. Yeah, Um, I,
1: I love the call, man absolutely love it. Especially Grady Jarrett also back there too. Their run defense is going to be stout.
0: Yeah. And then I know um there's concern about Xavier Rhodes possibly missing this game. Sounds like he they're optimistic he's going to play. It looked awful on Sunday when he injured it. Like he couldn't even hardly walk off the field, but their reports that I've seen say that that they're pretty optimistic and and confident that he's going to play this weekend. So if he sits then, then that obviously changes things. So just keep an eye on that, but if, if Rhodes is good to go, I would consider looking elsewhere off Josh Gordon.
1: Yeah, I, I love the call on Howard. He's a guy that I've been telling people to start, and for the same reasons, you may have talked back and forth a ton about it. This Giants run defense is just god-awful. Are you willing to, uh, we talk a lot of DFS, are you willing to uh, run Lacoste or uh, Howard out there at any GPPs this weekend?
0: Absolutely. Lacoste is basically men price, so... You're looking at a guy who could possibly lead the team in red zone targets at men price. And that's really all you want from the tight end position is to try to hunt a touchdown or two and going against this Cincinnati team who has just rolled over and given up. I absolutely am going to make Lacoste one of my, one of my priorities at tight end this week and in, in DFS. And then Jordan Howard, I don't know if I, if I'm going to go there in DraftKings, but I think if he's on your roster and, and it's like, you have the decision of, of Jordan Howard and season long against like a, Somebody who's a headache like like Kenyon Drake or or somebody like that, I would take the shot on on Jordan Howard's matchup in season long. Um, but I think there's a couple guys in slightly safer roles, if you will, in in terms of DFS, but you absolutely can take a shot on him. Um, I mean, we took a shot on Peyton Barber two weeks ago against the Giants. <laughs> and he had what more than ten carries like three times all year. So like it's just a spot where the running back is just set up for success.
1: Absolutely. And I mean, look, temperatures are getting colder if the Bears are going to have a a lot of success when as the temperatures drop, plus you you add in Chase Daniels and you also look at I mean, if there's no better spot for them to get Jordan Howard going than this week. So that's why I I love the love the call man. before we get you out of here, man. Thank you for stopping by talking. uh, Start sit with us and talking about this awesome matchup for Thursday night. Before you get out of here, where can people find your work again and, and hit, hit your, uh, your Twitter handle for us?
0: I retweet most of my articles that I write for TheQuantEdge.com through my Twitter handle at Matty underscore D underscore 30. And that's that's really where all my work is. And then I also do a podcast every week, The Fantasy Authority, which is the DFS Nation Pod and you can find that on iTunes. We're actually going to record that later tonight, so that should be out tomorrow as well.
1: That's awesome, man. Well, look, thank you for stopping by, Maddie. Good luck in all of your uh, DFS lineups this week, Stack the Cash, and as well as your season-long stuff, man. We've got to get you back here soon.
0: Absolutely. Appreciate you guys having me on.
1: Now on to our injury update from Ethan, the injury savant himself. Man, what is going on, Ethan?
2: Not much, man. You know, uh, I said on Tuesday's show, I'm right in the middle of finals week. So obviously a lot of injuries popping up today as well. So got to get everyone informed, man.
1: Hell yes, dude. I mean, look, it's crunch time. Fantasy playoffs around the corner. We got to keep people in the know. So speaking of in the know, man, AJ Green, apparently like the toe injury, it. From what I've heard, he's going to play. What do you think about him this weekend?
2: So this one's pretty interesting because uh, we thought he was going to play last week and then he didn't. So I don't know if you can 100% trust this. He did get a limited session in on Wednesday, which bodes well for him to return this week from that toe injury that has kept him sidelined for quite a while now you know this wasn't it came out that he had the toe injury not a lot was known about it and still really don't know a whole lot of what was actually going on with that toe but sounds like he's getting better the downgrade at quarterback though is a little bit concerning you know Andy Dalton heading to the IR really puts a damper on Green's fantasy outlook heading into the fantasy playoffs I'll be curious to see how he performs with Jeff Driscoll taking snaps but the good news is, is that that they're at least getting a little bit of rep time in practice to get a few reps in because he leaves with the injury and then he comes back and he has no quarterback. So uh, I'm not sure if Green's going to perform the way you want him to, but it's at least good to see that he will probably make it onto the field this week.
1: So on to carry on Johnson. I, I heard a few different things, ligament stuff, possibly a sprained knee. What's your update out on him?
2: Johnson he is not back to practicing yet which is a big concern he's dealing with a knee sprain not sure what exactly is going on there outside of there is a sprain originally we were a little concerned that it was an ACL tear so at least it's not that but there's not a whole lot of information coming out on this but not practicing is never really a good sign I don't personally expect him back this week which means that you're going to see a lot of Theo Riddick and LeGarrette Blunt, you know the ageless rumbler he's going to be getting some work <laughs> once
1: again yeah, the barbed-wired, uh, downhill-rolling mess that is Laguerre Blunt. Ugh. Jimmy Graham, I, apparently you could still rock it while you only have one usable thumb, but that's what he's doing, man. Playing through a, a thumb injury, what do you think about him?
2: Yeah. So Graham didn't practice on Wednesday. He did break his thumb two weeks ago and actually played last week, which was pretty surprising to me. I didn't expect him to play with that broken thumb. I think that Green Bay is kind of in desperation mode at this point. Graham wasn't crazy productive when he did return, but I'm pretty sure you have to start him at this point because really not a lot on waivers at the tight end position, but I just wouldn't expect a huge week from him. He's just like most of the other tight ends in the league right now. It's touchdown or bust.
1: All right, so this next one really hurts my heart, hurts my soul. I have a lot of shares of him in fantasy. Melvin Gordon pushed to play last week, heard about the injury stuff. What's the update on him? Does he suit up this week?
2: Yeah, this is a uh, this one's going to bum me out, but he has officially been ruled out for this week's game with that MCL sprain. Obviously, you're looking at Austin Eckler to be the play here, but. I don't know. I don't expect Gordon to be back for at least two weeks, so this week and next week. It's one of those situations where the team could go, hey, if we're winning, we're just going to keep resting him, and that is not what you want to hear heading into the fantasy playoffs. You're going to need something, some kind of miracle for him to come back in time, Uh, but your best bet is week 15 and 16 for his return.
1: All right, man. So some other players to get to. Stefan Diggs popped up with the injury report. What's the what's the update with him?
2: So this one was new. He didn't practice on Wednesday, which has to be a concern. He's dealing with an undisclosed knee injury, but he did play his full set of snaps on Sunday's game. I think that he will play again this week. This is likely just a rest day for him. You know, maybe he is a little banged up, but I think it's still worth watching when something like this pops up because you never know if it may not have happened in the game. It may have happened in a practice on Tuesday. It may have happened on a workout. You never know. So it's at least worth watching, but I don't think it's anything too serious.
1: All right. On to Eric Ebron and T.Y. Hilton. What's going on with these Colts players?
2: Ebron is dealing with a back injury and not a lot has come out on this yet. So I'm going to have to give an update on Twitter, you know, so you're going to have to make sure you're following me on Twitter for that as the weekend kind of unfolds here. But all we know is that he is not practicing. T.Y. Hilton also not practicing. He has a groin strain. Again, not much on this except that it is a new injury. I don't expect either of these guys to miss time, but they're at least worth monitoring. You never know, especially with – With backs and any kind of strain, you you could be looking at something that gets re-aggravated late in the week, and then these guys get downgraded again, and you're looking at a missed week, so it's at least worth watching, but at this point, I think they both end up playing.
1: So Sammy Watkins, I I believe the reports I last saw was that he, he still wasn't practicing. Do you think he's still out this weekend, or what's your feelings on him?
2: Yeah, so he missed practice again with a foot injury that actually he played 2 weeks ago, but you can't really say that he played. I think he, he had something like less than 10 snaps and he had one catch for 4 yards. So, you can say he officially played, but really they rested him in that game. He has a history of these foot injuries and if he isn't able to go, Chris Conley has some definitely has some flex appeal, maybe even some DFS value if he you know, based on what he showed in week 11, he had seven catches, two touchdowns in Watkins' absence. Conley is a guy that he can put up numbers, you know, uh, if they, especially if the team focuses in on Tyreek Hill. Chris Conley could be a nice little a fill-in here if Watkins isn't able to go, which I actually don't think he will be back this week.
1: All right, fair enough, man. Kiki Kuti, lingering hamstring issues. Uh, we saw a flare-up last week. What do you think? Do you think he plays... If so, do you think he's limited? What's going on with him for this weekend?
2: He's been dealing with these hamstring strains for a while now. It's kept him out multiple weeks. My gut says that he still ends up playing, but I would not be trusting him in fantasy. It could be another thing where he plays a a few snaps or a quarter. It aggravates him. They say, all right, we're done. You know, go sit on the bench for the rest of the game. So I just don't think you can trust him at this point, even if he does play.
1: Yeah. I mean, you talked about it. The, the hamstring is the ruiner of all, what was it, the running backs earlier in the year?
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. The hamstring, hamstring strains are tricky, man, because, you know, you can feel really good with a hamstring strain and then you try to run full speed and it's like, oh, nope, it's still there. It's still bothering me. So... It's one of those things where they're just hard to rehab. And anytime you see one, you have to be concerned long-term with them, with these guys, because, I mean, they have to play every week. So a week is not a lot of time for your muscle to heal.
1: Absolutely. David and Joku also showed up in the injury report. What's the update?
2: Yeah, he's dealing with a knee injury. He was limited yesterday. Owners should have some type of backup plan for him if he were to miss time, but I I personally just think that this is kind of a rest day for some bumps and bruises I think he plays.
1: So I talked about on Twitter a little bit earlier today about a a nice little sneaky handcuff being Ty Montgomery, and then we see that the Ravens' backfield is apparently super beat up. All these injury reports. What's the update on... Uh, what Gus Edwards, Gus Buss himself, and uh, Alex Collins.
2: Neither of these guys practiced on Wednesday. Edwards is dealing with an ankle sprain. Collins is out with a foot injury that's been bothering him for a while now. I do expect Edwards to play, but if for some reason neither of these guys is able to go, Ty Montgomery may be worth a stash as kind of the only healthy running back left on the team.
1: Absolutely, man. Like, I, it, it's just so hard to tell. I mean, you know, Maddie kind of talked about the Falcons being a little bit healthier and stuff, so maybe it's not as great of a matchup as you possibly think. But, yeah, the, the, this Ravens backfield, you just never can trust them to know what to think. All right, man. Well, that is a wrap. So, like I was saying, you can go check me out on Twitter at ffb. Head over, check out the main page at FFB underscore 247. Check out my dude, Ethan, for all of his injury updates all week and all weekend long at e-turner FF underscore PT. And for 24-7, we are out.